I'm Rory Green from XR Today, bringing you the latest in news and conversation from the extended reality space. Today we'll be discussing the recent launch of Engage Link, an enterprise-grade metaverse service, with the CEO of Engage XR, David Whelan. Thank you very much for joining me today. Pleasure to be here. Fantastic. So Engage Link launched last week. Could you introduce the platform, its features, and introduce who it's made for? Yeah, so EngageLink is a metaverse platform for professional users, educators, and corporations. Now, when we say metaverse, a lot of people might have a different idea for what a metaverse is. What we're talking about here is the evolution of the internet from a standard 2D solo experience when you're sitting by yourself to a shared 3D experience where you're walking around these virtual worlds with other people. And um, the reason we launched EngageLink uh, last week is that it's the first time where our enterprise clients will have a persistent world where they can reach out to customers and other businesses and start doing work together very much like the early days of uh, LinkedIn and uh, it's a very very exciting opportunity um, uh, for the company so um, yeah we're very excited with what's coming over the next few months. Fantastic and based on that could you speak more on your firm's journey from an immersive education tool to a business metaverse provider and within that I'm also interested in learning on the growth, uh, learning about the growth of the Engage service which has run parallel to the emerging XR industry. I imagine you've learned a lot along that way. Yeah, for sure. So Engage was primarily designed as an education tool um, a few years back and it was a, a virtual reality classroom. So you go into a, a virtual setting, you can have um, educators from all over the world and we design it primarily for, for teachers. So they could go in and they could create content very easily. You could interact on whiteboards, you could bring in 3D models and you could create content. And what happened then during COVID was um, we got a lot of corporations who were trying to hold virtual events remotely using uh, Zoom and Teams, and they were really struggling because there's no engagement at all where you'd have a lot of users watching a video presentation and there was no interaction. And the reason why people go to real events is those off chance meetings, you know, there's hallway conversations and that's where you spark up business. And they were looking for a spatial platform to do that in. So they were starting to come to us and they were holding more and more professional events. And as we were training up these corporations to hold virtual immersive events using the Engage platform, um, they started seeing the possibilities for onboarding, uh, training and development. You know, and uh, many of the tools that we created over the years for education actually lend themselves very, very well to uh, enterprise um, use cases. And one of the use cases actually was one of our clients, 3M, as an example, a massive global corporation. They were hiring a lot of people during COVID. And what they found was that a lot of people um, that they hired within six months would leave the company because they never felt part of the organization. You know, they felt like a number. They were just on Zoom. So they started onboarding um, those, those new employees using virtual reality and having stand-up communications within virtual uh, settings. And actually, it made them, it made them feel more included in the business instead of just a remote number. So that's one of the use cases. But the core idea behind the platform originally was, I'm dyslexic and um, when I went to school, I was given a certain uh, set of educators. I'm really good at some subjects, but really poor at some other subjects. And it's not that my educators were poor, I just responded better to some educators than others because of uh, dyslexia. 
So what we were trying to achieve is, in, uh, you know, you could pick and choose your education based on your needs. So you could do physics in MIT in the morning and then maybe English literature in Oxford University, virtual Oxford University in the afternoon. And that's how we built up the platform. And because it was in an education setting, security and scalability and robustness were the key factors in the design from the very beginning. And that lends itself very well to enterprise use cases as we are the only um, uh, platform, the only metaverse platform with uh, ISO security certification. And because we're a European company as well, we subscribe to GDPR compliance, which makes it very easy for companies like 3M, uh, Abbott Pharmaceuticals, HTC, Pearson Education, a lot of these companies to actually come and work with us. And I think it's um, it's very telling as well that Meta themselves are a client of ours and have funded 10 metaversities on the platform through a third party provider which is Victory XR, who are using the, the platform to teach thousands of kids every day. Fantastic. So let's continue on with that. Um, I'd love to learn more about some of the launch partners for Engage uh, link and also a little bit more about some of those use cases that exist in the platform. I know there's already so many people participating. Yeah, so with the use case, with the with the launch partners that we have, they're from a wide variety of different um, 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 uh, business uh, cases so we have different plazas within the platform so we have a central plaza location which is a, a hub location um, and it's your starting point and then you have enterprise plaza education plaza and creative plaza so in enterprise plaza um, we have HTC we have KPMG and um, one of the largest you know accountancy and, and uh, providers in the world um, we have Pfizer pharmaceuticals are in there as well. We have MTN uh, Global, which are the fourth biggest telecoms company in the world. So we have a, a big, broad range of people in Enterprise Plaza. In Education Plaza, then we have Stanford University, we have Victory XR, through those metaversities that I was talking about. And um, we have other providers in there, Atalum Global as well, massive global corporation. And then in Creative Plaza, we have Made for Joy and uh, Mada, who creates some really fantastic uh, locations in there. But Creative Plaza, very much is for you know the development community and the creative community to place you know crazy wonderful locations to show these different types of experiential uh, virtual immersive experiences that actually industry can use you know so mindfulness is a is a is a is a massive thing and um, that's going on in the US where they want to make sure that their employees are are happy you know especially working remotely so they can go into these immersive experiences and have these group shared experiences that really make them feel involved or more part of a family instead of again just a, a number in a, in a business. Fantastic and um, I'd like to learn a little bit more about the plazas you know what's unique about Engage Link's brand of metaverse collaboration and communication I know you've got a lot of features that are unique um, to Engage like spatial recording you've got the uh, immersive portals also so what's enticing some of your partners to join could you tell us a bit more about the tech and opportunities on Engage Link? Yeah, so what I would say is we have a lot of technology. Not all of it would be unique, but we're definitely the Swiss Army knife of uh, immersive uh, technology. So we do a lot of things, and we do a lot of things very, very well. So we have, um, as part of our content development tool, spatial recording, where the the platform will record everything you do and say, and it can also record your movement and any objects you can interact with. So you could stand there and present you know, very competently and it could be a 40 minute piece of content or training content. It only takes 40 minutes to produce using the spatial recording system. You can then go in later with our editor system, with it, which is all part of, of the platform and go in and tweak it and add in new animations and new special effects. And you can also record everybody else in the room as well if you want. So if you're holding an event or somebody missed a meeting, 
you can send them the recording file and they can replay it as if it's happening live. So that's one of the, 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 the big, big benefits of using our platform. You know, it's very easy to create and share content. Um, we have a whole um, system as well, a cloud file system where you can easily import 3D models, images, video, and you can also share the recording files that you create within the platform. Um, the thing about Engage is, yes, we have Engage Link, which is our public metaverse spaces, but a lot of these corporations, 99% of what happens inside Engage actually happens behind closed doors. So they have their own private meta worlds, which they're using internally for communication and cooperation. So they'd have like HR meetings in there, business meetings, product demonstrations, uh, training and development. So it, it, it's a very broad range of use cases that Engage has been used for, but it's certainly more in, in the professional and education space. Okay, cool, brilliant. So I want to learn a little bit more, and I imagine our readers, our readers, excuse me, want to learn a little bit more about how a business can operate on a metaverse platform. And I imagine it's a fairly foreign concept still to many people. Um, and also, yeah. you've touched on these, of course, but perhaps more of the benefits that exist over conventional video conferencing software with immersive tools, features, um, etc. Yeah, yeah. So. One of the things that um, I don't think we get across enough is, yes, Engage runs on almost all headsets that are available today, but you can also log in on your mobile phone and tablet. And when co corporations have like um, exhibitions, as an example, half the people would log in on a mobile phone or tablet, but because there's spatial audio, which is the ability to, um, it's like audio in real life. So if you're standing close to somebody, you can hear them. If you're standing on the other side of the room, you don't hear them. So because there's spatial audio within the platform, if you're holding an exhibit, for an example, um, you can walk around and have a private group conversation with somebody in the same room. You can't do that on video, so that's a key benefit. Um, collaboration is quite easy as well. So having daily stand-ups in the platform, especially if you're wearing VR, you can have a sticky note session remotely or a whiteboard session remotely. You know, it, when you compare it to video communication, video communication is fantastic as we're having a conversation now, you know, like two or three people on a call, that's fine. But if you have five, 10, 15 people, you know, in a stand-up, video communication breaks down very quickly because quite quite often what happens is the person who's presenting is talking and they're fully engaged, but other people are just sitting down, they're probably checking their email, looking at their phone, they're waiting for their turn to speak. And as soon as they speak, then they switch off. Whereas there's a reason why people go to a physical building, they shake hands with people, you can read the room, you can see their body language, that's why people would use immersive technologies um, in this setting. And product demonstrations as well are quite unique. So we have Kia on the platform. They have a, a virtual showroom where you can go in, you can sit down in one of their cars. You can actually drive around one of their cars as well and talk to a representative. So it's a very, it's a very personal touch. And I think it brings communication back, whereas a lot of online communications today, you know, handled by bots, really, you know, you can see people getting frustrated, especially through a, a customer service kind of context. But what we're saying is, Yes, this is an evolution of the internet, but it's not going to replace everything. If you um, go shopping online, it's very easy to type in a query in Amazon and get that product delivered to you, you know, the next day. You're not going to want to walk around a virtual shop and pick up items and buy those items. Like, you know, like I, I know very few people that even like going into a physical shop to buy items unless it's a special unless it's a specialty item, you know, so yeah. you're, you're not going to buy a wedding dress in virtual reality as an example, you know, you're going to, you're going to go to a shop, you're going to fit on the dress, you know, things like that. It's an experience. That's what shopping should be. It's an experience. Whereas if you just want to buy, you know, a, a hundred watt light bulb, you know, you're not going to walk around a virtual shop and pick up a light bulb and go, yeah, this is what I want. You're just going to go online the way you would normally do. So it's not a replacement for everything, but any place where you need large groups communicating together or going to concerts or events, 
this is where the spatial internet um, is really going to come into its own. Fantastic. I think that's really well said. Um, so finally, with news of certain major XR firms cutting staff and with perhaps a prevailingly bleak view of the future of the metaverse um, by some, could I simply ask, where's the metaverse going in your opinion? What I would say is we're back in 1995 all over again, you know, when it comes to a birth of a new communications platform. So I'm old enough to remember when the internet was, was just, just getting a foothold and AOL were the dominant player, you know, and for any website to be found, it needed to be on the AOL platform. Um, there's lots of companies out there who all specialize in different areas. A lot of it is around gaming right now at the moment, you know, and a younger audience. But the metaverse is certainly going to evolve. And what will happen eventually is that all of these platforms are all going to be cloud rendered and you're going to be able to jump from one to another. The same as you jump from websites using hyperlinks, you'll be using MetaTraversal where you as an avatar can walk through a portal and you're in in a different platform. So they will all certainly be very much interconnected. Um, I think people really need to focus on on you know some of the benefits like so i have seen a lot of gaming and you know going in and buying a t-shirt or buying virtual lands that's not the future of the metaverse the metaverse what we always ask our clients is you know is this going to reduce cost for you is it going to give you better communication what's the use case do you want to get out of it now what we're seeing quite often in some of the other platforms is that um, you'll see a, a company or brand, they'll open up the virtual world and they'll put their logo on it and they'll say, hey, this is our metaverse strategy and they'll step back. You know, that's very similar to companies back in 1995 where they bought a, a domain name for a huge amount of money. They stuck their logo on the top and they put their phone number underneath and said, phone us to do business. A lot of those companies aren't around anymore. The companies that really pushed the internet forward and use the technology to it, it, the best of its abilities are companies like eBay, Netflix, YouTube. They offered a different way of, of consuming services through the internet, banking services, you know, through the internet is fantastic. Metaverse companies now and the companies that we're working with, we do make a lot of mistakes, you know, so they are coming to us and going, we want to try this use case, this use case, and this use case. Not everything works, but they're learning a huge amount along the way. So when the metaverse does become more prolific and you know is 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 very widely used these are the companies that will have a head start and they will understand the best way to use this technology so there's always naysayers you know people don't like change i think the human race is is very much like that like they feel safe in their bubble you know we don't like change we don't like you know this new technology or you know i i I don't want to you know go to this new place whatever it is people are safe in what they know but like this is certainly an unknown and they are no experts. You know, everybody is making uh, different bets and assumptions, but I'm definitely making a bet big that it's going to be enterprise and education. The same as when computers, personal computers came out in the 80s, it was education and enterprise that really pushed it forward. You know, so I think this is this is certainly history repeating itself. Incredibly well said, and I couldn't agree more in many, many ways. Um, so for those watching, what's the best way to get in touch and keep up to date with EngageXR? Yeah, so you can download uh, Engage on any of the VR platforms if you have one. Just uh, type in Engage XR on Oculus, on Vive, on Pico. Um, if you want to reach out to us on our on our website, just uh, visit Engage EngageVR.io. Uh, and then if you want to reach us on Twitter, it's just Engage XR is our Twitter handle. Fantastic! Thank you so much for joining me today, David. No worries. Have a good day. Brilliant. That's it from myself. Get more XR news by subscribing to the XR Today news channel and by following our social pages. I'm Rory Green from XR Today. Thank you very much for watching.